everything felt wrong, but inside my gut, I felt a dead end calm. A still, dark ocean, flat and vast. Horror was present. I could feel it moving, shifting my insides, wet and murky and waiting. But on the surface, I saw only a ripple. Panic would arrive like a fish, bravely breaking the surface, flicking into the air, then slipping back in, returning everything to stillness. Taken from Know My Name by Chanel Miller. To begin with a statement that this episode is a continuation of the last one. When I listened to the previous episode, I found that my desire to be open hid within the fear of feeling exposed, which entirely compromised the direction and purpose behind the episode. Of course, so fitting that that episode was my attempt to digest shame whilst being deep to my neck in it. I hear and read this phrase everywhere, healing is not linear. And my response is always, no kidding. But there really is no amusement when one is caught frantically within the dark days and laboring of healing. The days that melt terribly into each other, before you know it a week and two have passed without much of a recollection on what happened or actually took place. Before proceeding, I do wish to make a disclaimer, which I feel like could have served me well to state from the beginning of creating this podcast, yet it's never too late to say it. I do not condone nor am I interested in victimizing myself. I do not encourage the problematic stand that makes one choose to leave on the blinds of negativity even when it's made clear to them the ways in which they're perpetrating their own toxic cycle. I think by being so absorbed in this narrative of I'm always misunderstood and the world is out to get me makes the person one-dimensional, rejecting to see the existence of the many truths outside of their own. There is no healing without accountability. There is no healing without acknowledgement of one's tendencies and false comforts that prevents them from making a change. The first of these comforts is blame. When a person is so stuck on blaming the world for their problems, for their pain, there won't ever be a real positive change in their lives. There is a difference between being transparent about one's horrors in the hopes of unraveling the pain to reach a loving oasis of clarity, no matter the many times it takes a person to speak of and recall those unhealed parts within as opposed to the excessive need to talk about one's pain without the intention or desire to truly reflect and note down their past and the lessons beyond it. 
With that being said, I wish to talk a little about shame as one of the long and exhaustive and laboring moments in healing. The fact that I felt the need to make a disclaimer sort of explains a bit of the shame dialogue that goes on within. I do fear sounding mushy and sentimental when I speak of difficult emotions. So instead, I opt to suppressing the triggering reactions of these emotions underneath the guise and pretense of pleasantness. And this is an injustice that is perpetrated against myself and others. Because these difficult emotions cannot be simply wished away. And by ignoring them, anger and rage tend to fester in that unspoken space. Within recent days, I found myself at the mercy of many of the same emotions. Often it begins with a trigger that reopens a childhood wound. When I would often overanalyze or escape, I realized that the best reaction is to allow the pain to be. Recently, I would get so caught up in the notion of moving. Stillness would make me anxious, like I'm not doing enough like I'm falling behind somehow, not really sure of what exactly and failing at even realizing that. I would perceive the world around as fast-paced beyond my ability to keep up and that really scared me. Instead of soothing this anxiety and accepting the stillness as an opportunity to gather the tired bones with a tight hug, I felt shame at where I am, thinking of how far this place is from everywhere I wish to be. The saying, we are our own worst enemies, is very fitting. The suffering I often lose myself in is always my own doing. I believe that we hold within us the power to heal ourselves, but only if we're willing to trust ourselves. It is undeniably a matter of trust, trust in our worth, our value, our heart, our courage, and our chance to redeem ourselves every time we slip up and fall into wrongdoings. Nobody, and I mean nobody, can take away that power, but painful and unprocessed emotions make us believe otherwise. My remedy for these days, for these days of laboring, is not to overwhelm myself. I cling to the structure of a routine to fill my days with mindful movement. With a to-do list prepared each day, I find that the simple act of crossing things off the list brings me a sense of accomplishment and that I'm not drifting into nothingness. Yet, this was a double-edged sword because indeed there are days when I can't follow a simple list. 
days where I can't do so much and barely am I capable of getting out of bed to brush my teeth. During days such as these, I can't pressure myself to follow routine because it's simply not feasible. Instead of pushing myself to the edge, I choose to do one thing, just one thing mindfully. It could be preparing a healthy meal, or going out for a walk, or reading a few pages of a book, or doing a 10-minute yoga session, or journaling my thoughts. Whatever it is, whatever that one thing is, it is definitely enough for the day. I read this saying once to remember to always be loyal to your future and not your past. And I thought a lot about it. The past can become a space in which we're imprisoned with sorrow as a companion. There's a lot to feel hurt about, a lot of unanswered for pain that we are unfortunately fated to comprehend on our own. And it can be unbearable sometimes. The weight alone can be suffocating. There is no reason for why bad things happen. There is no positive spin to have on trauma or anguish or abuse. But they're there. And denying their existence only allows them to grow monstrously bigger, larger and scarier. Acceptance is crucial. Recognizing that terrible things have happened to us and sometimes there is just no understanding why that is. The reason why we suffer, the reason why I suffer, is because I accept denial over honesty with myself. And all the while I'm pretending to be fine. A burning rage within me takes over and swallows me whole. Being loyal to my future is believing in one where I can make decisions for myself and well-being. Where I can choose my own life instead of waiting on someone to hand me a blueprint. Being loyal to my future is holding out hope for days that are filled with so much love and companionship that makes me forget about all the heartache I experienced before. Being loyal to my future is wholeheartedly believing in a better tomorrow, even if I can't see it right now. And in spite of the laboring of today and yesterday, There is a humbleness in aloneness. The way stillness settles into solitude to slow down the busyness of a mind. It forces me to tune into my body and find the tense spots, to massage my shoulders that are almost always up to my ears, to feel the tiredness from the race and the neglect of myself. I found that breakdowns can often be needed 
To cave into myself and cry my heart's anguish always leaves me at the embrace of relief. Crying is also tension leaving the body. It's heavy emotions being released in a manner that allows the chest to expand and to breathe in lighter waves. What can be at first thought of as undesirable could actually be what is deeply needed. The body can never hide its truth. The body always keeps the score. And I'm learning to slow down and listen to it more. I spend years listening to people, looking for guidance over there. When all I needed was to trust that I have all the love and guidance I need right here. To weather every possible heavy storm. I am learning to shed the old skins, to scrub off the old skins of every judgment, every word, every unjust action. I am not listening or sitting or reaching for anything from the past anymore. I give myself the permission to let go of every lingering attachment. There is absolutely nothing left for me there. Shame, as I've come to know, is the past unannounced visits. It's the past sneaky, secretive meddling into my day-to-day, -day, carrying painful memories, hardness, and judgment. It seeks to hold me hostage to a cruel sentence with no end. It finds me at my most vulnerable and sinks its teeth in. There is nothing left for me there. I give myself permission to let go. I have no desire for selective and misleading nostalgia either. The beauty I once encountered were like little petals along the journey, and they each stopped at a certain road, and I am fine with that. Each story that ends makes room for the new chapters ahead. I give myself the permission to let them all go. The laboring and healing is curing the hurt of the past and eliminating the false comforts it disguises behind. What I ignored with fear, I allow and welcome now. I am more than I was, always, always greater than I imagined. I meet myself here with openness, forgiveness, and love. With every aching difficulty, it's the opportunity to shut the past. It's the opportunity to face a future destined to meet my dream of a life.